deepest secrets, concerns of being a black woman, Negro, Hebrew in America. So come and listen to us. Check us out. We are here to serve you. Barakatha. We are KK Podcast, and today we have a strawberry special. I have a sister friend online um, that is talking to you guys, and she is a sister in my life who I consult. She's a part of my sisterhood, that, and she holds a very dear, um, special role in my life as far as being a sister who is wise and who does very well for herself in her world. And when I find myself to be in a troubled state, I tend to her within our sisterhood and she gives me great advice. So she's going to speak to you about how she feels in regards to the topics that Kiva, myself, and Kahawia mentioned. And she is sharing with you based on her experiences alone. So don't expect her to relay relate her messages or her her topics or her concerns or whatever she shares related to what we've been discussing because she is giving us a raw opinion because, you know, as you have listened, Kahawi and I have been in agreement to Sister Sharon <laughs> for, for, for her entire book. So we wanted to give you guys a different perspective and not bombard you with just one thought of, of the way things should be or how we perceive it to be among the black man and black woman. Right. Right, because that's the village. You know, everybody in the village is not going to look the same. 
everybody in the village is not going to think the same, but that village can still work together and, you know, get their point across and be cool and kumbaya and whatever else. <laughs> exactly. I agree. So we are just to remind you, we are going over. We already concluded the book, The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman by Sister Charizard Ali. And we're going to discuss episodes six through 11. Okay, so we're going to go through that review. And yeah, that's what we're doing today. And then our next show will conclude the book, episode seven through 18 and then we'll finally get to the green book well i first want to start by saying thank you for that introduction i feel so honored and i am excited about joining your platform with you ladies and you know just reaching a different audience and you know ready to get some girl talk out thank you ladies yes we happy to have you barry you know it's all love yes so what we talk about today? All right. So I'm going to just start because y'all know I don't be having a whole bunch of <laughs> like keep me, keep me writing a dissertation when she reviews our shit. And I am not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that many notes. So episode six, um, damn, I probably should have pulled up what I called it. Um, I don't remember what the title of it was, but episode six. I had so I have two notes of episode six. My first note is we had discussed the silent component when it comes to holding our tongue. And I remember saying that I'm struggling with that. And I want to give you an update. I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'm holding my tongue. However, I'm announcing that I'm going to hold my tongue and then I'll be quiet. So I'm working on not announcing it, just shutting the fuck up, period. I ain't get there yet, and it's, you know, and it's entirely, but I'm working on it. Okay. And then my second note, Kiva, you had mentioned um, a few times, actually, on the show that one of your brothers at work um, was having a baby, and I just want to know, did he have his baby yet, and is there has there been any changes that he's discussed with his wife's mood? Like, is she still mean, or is she back to normal? you know okay so he had his baby and his wife is still mean (laughs) he you know he pretty much just chops it up to that's what being a black woman is so you know that is a little disappointing because this work that we've been discussing is all about redefining what we are because the media has described us to be in such a negative state so unfortunately his relationship with his woman hasn't improved um but he is, he appears to be happy with the birth of the baby. And just to um, clarify, because you, um, episode six is check yourself, don't wreck yourself. That's the title mm. of episode six. Okay. So, um, yeah, did I answer your question in full? Yes, you did. Okay. Well, now I'm going to follow up. Um, did you give him a copy of the book? No, I did not. I done gave everybody the copy. I didn't give him a copy. But I did tell him, <laughs> you, you know, I'm a little wary about sharing this this podcast with people at work because people treat you accordingly to your views. And I don't want to make my workplace a space and I have to continue to defend my point of view. So when he, mm-hmm. I shared with him that I have a podcast, he didn't inquire and I didn't share, you know, further. Okay. So, um, yeah, but I may, I may gift him the book at a later date. Um, so that's it for your notes. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the, the my two notes. <laughs> That's all I got. So just so Barry can understand, we had came up with five steps um, to having peace for our men. Okay. Just so you know what those five steps are, and you can you know tell us if you agree or disagree. But based on the work of Sister Shavazad, we learned that we one need to hold our tongue, not to always have the last word. We two need to remember to reassure our man that he's doing a good job. And that, you know, when we want to correct him um, about something that he's doing wrong, we should start by highlighting his progress. Okay. So that was the second. The third was repurposing him and remembering that we need him. Like if the black man de- decides not to be with the black woman and they become extinct, we also don't exist. So it, it's essential that we have him in our life. Um, we had another step far as emotional control, like don't get out of order because when we are out of order and we are un- we have our feelings of having to just share how we feel and no matter what how we look in doing so, um, that doesn't help the union of the relationship. And the last step, I believe, was just um, identifying the fact that he's a need. It, I think kind of tied in to, uh, to purpose. So yeah, those were our five steps. But the, out of the, all of those steps, we mainly focus on holding our tongue because we notice that we bring a lot of toxic energy into the relationship by having attitudes, mood swings for no reason. Sometimes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, and I ain't gonna hold you. I'm sure glad that you listed that out versus asking me. So I was like, damn, I knew I should have wrote it down just in case she asked me. Again. <laughs> Now, in what aspect do you mean hold your tongue? Should I cater to my man's needs when it comes to expressing how I feel and hold back how I feel because it may hurt him? Or saying, okay, I've said my point of view. I don't have to have the last word. Which aspect are we, which which lane are we coming from with hold your tongue? I think it's both. It's okay. One, you don't want to hurt his feelings. So it's like you don't want to break your man down in the process of expressing yourself. Okay. And then also, you know, with him having the last word or him just being the, you know, you just want to maintain his his position in, in the family. Like he's supposed to be able to be the authoritative person. He can't be shown to be submissive to you. According to Sister Shavazad Ali's, you know, work. And we're and we we think it to be true because, you know, black women have so called been the backbone of the family, r- running the family, and look at the state of the black family today. Mm-hmm. Is out of order. Okay. So I so- would say I agree with that to a certain degree because there's no way to deliver a bad message if I have to tell my man something that may hurt his feelings I think we should as women cater to his feelings but still deliver the message we shouldn't be so abrupt with it but we still have to get the message across to him that is true and I feel like if women begin to peel back from expressing how they feel a hundred percent to their man, then initially, then eventually he's going to end up in a state where he just get away with things that we initially are not comfortable with from the jump, but we wasted so much time trying to peel back to cater to his feelings that we stopped being 
expressive about how we feel. I do believe we need to, uh, there's a proper way to deliver a message, excuse me, but the message needs to get out there to him. He needs to know. Yes. And (laughs) right. No facts. And we had discussed that um, too, because I did bring up that um, in that episode, I believe. And we came down to the conclusion that it's not so much of what you say, but more so how you say it. And I know my tone. Mm -hmm. And I know my deliverance can be real raw and Mm -hmm. fucked up. So in the holding my tongue aspect for me, it's like not you know, just kind of withdrawing from the situation as a whole, but choosing to deliver my message in such a way that it's well received. I'm glad y'all ladies clear that up because Mm -hmm. that's what the listeners need to realize that no, we're not passionate. We're just choosing that Right. I'm choosing not to cuss you out for that bullshit. (laughs) And I'm gonna choose. I'm choosing to say, you know what? Let me take a deep breath. And let me figure out how I could say this to you in a way that I would want you to get some shit across to me. Right. Because if you cuss me out by something I did, too. Yes. So that's what I think that's what the aspect is. Now, for me. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. So I'll lead us into the next one um, point that I wanted to reiterate. So we discussed the book, um, excuse me, the movie Acrimony. Okay. I've seen that movie. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I saw it. And we've had a lot of feelings about acrimony and, you know, about who was wrong and who was right and, you know, all of that. But okay. I, I wanted to bring a different aspect to it based on Sister Sharazaj's teachings on our Black men being had, um, having the birthright of having multiple women. According to her work, she states that Black men have have had multiple women prior to slavery, during slavery, and after slavery. She's not saying that all black men want multiple women, but the black men that are open and honest or are showing that they are capable of taking care of more than one woman, they should be allowed to do so, regardless of Western European views on what a relationship looked like, which they are prone to just orchestra or encouraging everyone to have a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring to you guys' attention, how did y'all feel about acrimony in regards to the other woman? Because I felt she wasn't a good sister keeper. She should allow the man that she reaped all of the benefits of what the other sister has done for him to be able to have his first wife. In the in with in respect to Sister Sharazad Ali having multiple women, I think she was a bad, a poor example of a sister keeper because she allowed Taraji to go into a state of depression and pretty much become insane of having get real the realization of that she's given her entire life to a man that will no longer ever want her. So I think she should allow her to have both of them because he was more than well capable of having both. What do y'all think about that? Ooh, honey, you are very <laughs> happy about that movie. This is what I want to say about (laughs) men having more than one woman. You know, and and that may be the case where back in the day, men were able to have more women because they could take care of more than one woman. But it's more to it than being able to take care of more than one woman financially. Can you emotionally handle more than one woman? Because we come with a lot of shit. 
we have our mood swings, we have our attitude, and it's not just about us being moody women. You know, things happen in life to us. We bleed every month. We we bear children. We go through pain that men would never understand. You as a man, can you mentally handle that with more than one woman? Yeah, he can. So would you accept it? No, because <laughs> at the because it's more to it than that. Now, how can I in my household feel like a queen if I gotta consult with another woman in my household? Oh no. Okay, so that's Oh no 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 no. She got her own household and you don't consult so I her have at to all. share my man. Exactly. He takes care of you. He you have your own, she has her own. You you had a wedding, she had a wedding. Everybody in the family know about the reunion. It's all respected and formal. But this is the thing about having a man and being in a relationship and being married and committed to someone. You have something that no one else has. What pride can I take in having you if another woman has you? That's a good point. I, see, I see it as if the and and I I totally agree with you, Barry Strawberry, because I understand and I see how most of our brothers show up immature. So mm-hmm. how can they even manage that emotional attachment between two women and be able to be respectful to both unions? Right. So and and we we identify that our brothers today aren't aren't trained for that lifestyle. They're not mature enough to handle that type mm-hmm. of lifestyle. But Sister Sharazai wanted us to at least acknowledge that that was their birthright some time ago, <laughs> and they need to work on reclaiming their throne and that ability because she's saying they have. And that if it ever came back to that, you know, that we should be willing participants. Should we be willing participants for our men to have more than one woman? And I would I would throw my I hope you read the book. I'm not sure if you did, but Sister Soldier's book. <clears throat> she got a book coming out next year. I'm so excited about. But Sister Soldier have a book called Midnight. If you read that character says of that book, he had multiple, he had multiple wife, but she described the union from childhood on. It was so respectful. It wasn't something either Mm -hmm. wife wanted either. But he was honest about to his first wife why he needed to take on a second wife. And she agreed to it. Now, it wasn't the ideal situation because they lived together. And Kahawia and myself have agreed that the only way we will be able to even entertain it is if we had our own home. Um, But nonetheless, Sister Chavez, I just want us to at least entertain the maturity level because because unfortunately our black men have been diminished to such an immature incompetent incapable level and she's trying to raise him out of that gut that gutter experience and trying to refocus our thoughts on what he actually can become so if he can become this mature financially responsible respectable man to have two wives and only two wives and no side pieces and he ain't with them for 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 benefit of sexual pleasure but he's a great father and a great leader of the family allow that man to be she just want us to be in agreement to that to submit to that idea so i'm curious to know are you willing to submit to that idea if that trained man actually exists not his, not in his current form i would I would. And that's something that I would have to, but 
there would be some stipulations that would have to come to that, come with that. Oh, honey, there's all yeah. stipulations. Listen, that's, a, that's there's what I've been saying. There's some stipulations that would have to come <laughs> I don't know to that listen. because, um, you know, again, I want to feel like the queen at all times. So is this woman that's also going to be attached to my man going to be submissive in that way? Do I mm. want a woman who is in my household who's going to be a submissive woman and passive with things that I want to be stern with him with, but then he feels he can go do with her. Yeah. I, I mean, we can go. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're absolutely correct. And you're right about the stipulations because the first wife may feel more privy to that type of mm-hmm. want the second wife to submit because mm-hmm. she is hers. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But mm-hmm. And you can't just be out here getting you a woman that don't add right. on to the family. Like, you have to add on to the family structure. So, if I'm a doctor, she can't be no doctor. She need to be a goddamn structure worker or something. Or she need to have another skill. She need to do something else to add to that family to kind of justify why we need her specifically. Mm -hmm. Right, right. All of that must take place. Exactly. Okay. Well, that was that topic. Um, The next, the black man, he must accept the responsibility to protect and care for the black woman. No one is able to get the black woman in check other than the black man. So I reiterated that because Sister Sherazad reminded us in the book to a point that she's even claimed that a black woman who never have a black man, she's going into sexuality choices. Like if you decide to be a lesbian or you decide to not be with a black man, you will never reach your full blossom stage as a woman. That that stage can only occur by being with a black man. Really? Yes. And she feels that way because she identify from from what I gather. And Sister Sherazad, I would love for you to correct me if you hear it. <laughs> but from what I gather, she she says that to explain how important of a figure he is in the household because we have diminished his role as a father and as a leader in the family because he has failed us. The woman has been taking on majority of the household responsibilities. However, we have to raise our young men in a way to, and not even raise our young men, but she's saying, okay, we know he done messed up. But let's re let's focus in on him and do right by him. Now that's the green book, more so of how we treat the black man. Well, that's our next book. But she's this book is mainly about how we show up in a relationship. So I can't speak on what he need to do or what he should be doing. But she's saying that that is his true role. His role was taken from him because of slavery and what was done to us here in America. However, that is his role. And even though he's not in it. And he ain't doing what he's supposed to do with it. He's supposed to be there. And we got to figure out how we can change ourselves to get him there. So his role is to be able to get us to our highest potential and, and to be able to check us when we need to be checked. Is what she's only, saying. And he's the only one that can, according to her. I mean, I could agree to, I would agree with that to a certain extent as well. Because at the end of the day, women will submit to a man who leads properly organically Mm -hmm. you don't have to tell me to do certain things if you're leading properly I won't be argumentative with you if you are leading properly that's the issue with men they don't want to lead properly or they do not lead properly 
So we end up taking over when we should be taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Totally. So, mm-hmm. so if a man led properly, I could tell that he's mature enough to be able to check me when I need to be checked and he makes sound decisions, then a man, a black man would be able to put me in my place and reach and, and help me to get to my highest potential because as he, that's what he should do as I should do the same for him. I should help my black man get to his highest potential. Okay. So now let me, cause I, I always, I'm going to put a little stipulation on our conversation. <laughs> this show is cut me up. I can Uh-oh. tell you what she's going to say. She's going to say, we can't tell him what he need to do because we ain't in his book. This is about us. We trying to come correct. We trying to fix us. Okay. That's what she's going to say. Because every time I say, yeah, but what about him? Do he know that he's supposed to be this? And do he know he's supposed to be doing this shit? Because otherwise, it ain't okay, going to so happen. As a, so <laughs> as a woman, now. is it my job to help? So he's supposed to be man enough to be. So the man is supposed to be the black man. Let's correct be direct. The black man is supposed to be able to check me when I need to be checked and be able to get me to my highest potential in life. And I should allow him to do that is where we're coming from. Right. Exactly. And, okay. and, and in that regard, so we know he's messed up. Mm-hmm. So it's Sister a in her book. She reminds us that because he, if, if we have a good man, let's so let, let's say we choose the man. We ain't mm-hmm. choose a boy. Cause a boy is some, is not a person you can agree with to leave you. Cause you don't want a boy to leave you. You want a man to leave you. Mm-hmm. So young man mess up. Sister Charizard is saying we have a habit of kicking his crown off his head when we trying to prove the point as to why he should be doing something different. Okay. So she's pretty much saying if he has the role as leader of the of the nation, leader of the family, that we're supposed to submit to him, obey him, and follow his leadership, we have to also be mindful that we're his helpmate and not his leader. So, and that's the only way that this whole way of him being able to control the people will exist. That obey word took me out. (laughs) Obey? I know, because I said that one episode. I was like, well, I ain't going to say obey. Obey? Okay, so let's let's define obey quickly. Obey, Obey means to comply with the command direction or request of a person of law or submit to authority and submit just means to agree so obey sounds bad because we have been encouraged i mean if you think about it in the media they encourage us to what they call us the lead we're, we're the backbone of the black family which is so disrespectful to the black man because if he if we're the backbone then what the hell is he so, you know, this is what we're encouraged to think. And Sister Sharazad is saying we need to get in the process of being okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, Strawberry's oh, okay. gone. So let's do a praise break um, real quick so we can get our show back in check. Hey. Now how many ways can I tell them that I'm doing better than all of them wanted me to? When it comes to the whips and the money and stocks, I invest in the blessings falling by the two. We don't play by the rules when it comes down to chasing the chicken. The mission is stopping the fool like there's nothing to do. But I said he picking and choose. Lotus got something to prove and I ain't got no time for the negative. 
fussing, I'm moving with no hesitation. Taking all pride in my melanin. Lift up my lady, she haven't said. Ain't up for the bait if you're with it, then ride. I'm from a place where they meet you outside in the 24-7 on your table time. So be careful the words you let out of your mind. They counted me out, yeah. While I was still showing love, yeah. Yeah, no more feasting with clowns. If you're not moving with us, you a dub, yeah. Yeah, they wondering how I kept them moving while they try to stop me, yeah. Yeah, take a look at me now. I'm doing better than you on my worst day, yeah. Cause I'm up now. We up now. What's up now? It's going down. In between all that you thought that this was Expressing the fact that that hatred I'm covered up under Can only be that of his love I move high, I move on the evidence Settling, questioning If I'm a writer, let go I put that on my soul Flow, this ain't never gonna fold And you cannot go where I'm going Thank the Father for my daily bread I wish him better Even though they wish I felt no silver medals Pop the kettle, pressure build up on the vessel So please remind me why I should regret Ain't no for debate If you with it, then ride We from a place where we always outside And that's 24-7 on your type of time So be careful though What you let out of your mind if you're a good person or not? I was once told I had to let go of my ego in order to fly free. I was once told I had to let the past be in order to see. I was always told to let go and let God. Love another but don't worship. It's gonna hurt cause people hurting. It's gonna hurt but you keep working. That's for certain. That's for certain. Just keep planning for the future, soaking up the past. Scared to show your cards, this time will it last? Crying over spilled milk, never cleaned it up. You can be persistent and they swear it all was luck. Thoughts feed the brain while the brain feeds the vision. You can make a choice but have no choice in need decision. All this supervision, what they call a prison. Faith oversight, no pursuits, only mission. Little satisfaction in the words that you say. You can build a house with all them lies that you lay If I had my last dollar, promise wouldn't split it Faith oversight, no pursuits, only mission And every little thing that you do And every little thing that you say Spins the web you're crawling Makes 
the bed that you lay And every little thing that you do And every little thing that you say Spins the web you're crawling Makes the bed that you lay I'ma play a role in your life though What you came here with and what you write though Hard to practice love fighting over wrong or rights There's no dark just like a light Sent the truth on the last flight No clarity, no sight Let's not fight Let's not fight But peace don't mean that I'm weak Tough don't make you strong The eyes tell the whole soul The story of your song Little satisfaction in the words that you say You can build a house with all them lies that you lay If I had my last dollar Promise wouldn't split it Faith over sight No pursuits, only mission Oh, and every little thing that you do And every little thing that you say Spins the web you're crawling Makes the bed that you lay And every little thing that you do And every little thing that you say Spins the web you're crawling Makes the bed that you lay Yes, we are back. We were, before we went on our praise break, we were kind of just talking about... Um, the word obey. <laughs> yeah, the word <laughs> obey. <laughs> so, um, you know, I try to explain, and, and I'm sure a lot of sisters feel the same as strawberry in regards to the fact that that word seems very offensive. Um, and excuse me, because offline, Kahawian was reminding me, like, girl, we ain't supposed to be talking about reiteration of what Sister Sherazade was saying. Only the key points that we missed <laughs> or wanted to clarify in our show. So I'll... Yes, I'll... clarify or further explain. <laughs> but this beating a dead horse shit? Nah. <laughs> we we ready to move forward to the Green Book. We didn't hear it. If y'all want to hear it again, listen to the episode again. <laughs> but listen, for the most part, I said what I said. Yes. Okay? Yes. So... I apologize for that. I just wanted to make sure that y'all understood. But um, and just closing out this whole obey, it does sound very offensive. Um, but if you break down the word and all of its meaning, it's pretty much just being in agreement to the, your man being the leader of your family. And I believe the man should be the leader and can be a leader. But does that mean a woman, the woman, can't be a leader either? Not leading her black man in quarters and sister Sherazade. Mm. Right. So I, okay. So how I took it, I, I feel I can lead alongside him. However, I don't feel it's my place to directly speak over him. Now with me being the helpmate and being a consultant, I'm not going to see us about to walk over a damn cliff and not say nothing. Right. I will, you know, figure out how to position myself to make a suggestion and, you know, like along with the plan, but do it in such a way so that it's not undermining him so that it doesn't, you know, cut his balls from beneath him. 
so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes back to figuring out how to say what you need to say so that it's well received. Right. I feel like my mature black man should be able to receive a message from his queen, knowing that she's not trying to direct him in a, a malice way. Right. I mean, yeah. women, women don't directly want to lead because they have to be the end all be all. They may see you. They may see something that the man can't see. And that's mm-hmm. it's, and that's essentially what happens in most relationships. That's why we are opposites. That's why a man needs a woman and a woman needs a man, because we have to do things. We see things differently. So whereas a man may come from one perspective and say, this is the way to go. A woman could come from another perspective and say, this is the way to go. But as a team, as a partnership being, you know, having a spouse, you guys have to come together and see what would work best for you together. True. Right. I agree with that. But Sister Sherazad is saying that if it becomes a back and forth, ultimately the woman is supposed to submit. And she's saying you should be comfortable to sh- submit because that's your choice. You chose that man to be the leader. Listen, listen, hold up, hold up. Now, hold up. <laughs> We're going to have to decide because, again, this is just us and our book. We don't know what the hell is in that green book. And I'm not going to follow you off no damn cliff. I don't give a damn about what choice I made 20 years ago. If 25 years from now you decide we jumping off cliffs, no. Nah. You jump off the cliff if you want to. Now, I will do my best to keep your ass from even walking towards the cliff. But if that's what you want to do, if that's what you got your heart and mind set on, me and my babies is not coming with you. <laughs> me and my babies. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. This is why the green book is going to definitely be something. So we can revisit this in that green book when we come to that part. Cause, I mean, at, at this point, we're just going to have to move on. So let's move on to half head. <laughs> Which That's giving me acrimony vibes, girl. <laughs> Triggers. <laughs> so let's do half head. Um, episode seven. Um, mm-hmm. uh, did you have any notes for that? Because we said we'll start off with you first. Yeah, I did not. I didn't have no notes for that. What's half head? So okay, Kahawi, you can explain that one. Okay, so half head was the the name of the episode for seven. I don't remember what chapter we discussed in that one. I'll tell you. Go but, ahead and share. Okay, so the concept of half head comes from our good brother Yashkara, who has a podcast um, off of um, his own platform, Seven Stage. So sometimes in his commentary, he'll mention, you know, like when he's talking about people who just don't have no damn sense or they do, you know, they do certain things with it. It's just like, you know, they they basically operate in like they only have half a head. So he'll call the character half head. He got some other characters, tree stump and, you know, just whatever. But it's just his own way of getting across a scenario um, to describe people who just is out their damn mind. Who aren't so, working with the full deck. Right. Got it. Basically. So we had have have taken that phrase um, to a different level. So on my blog, I write have had stories. So I write stories based on men or women who have been operating in any time where they kind of, you know, a little crazy or all their marbles ain't all the way together. 
when they making some of the decisions that they making. So entitling the episode Half Head, we talked about how as women, we can kind of go off half cock basically. And the, cha- the, the, the episode is based on chapter five, which is entitled Dating and Marrying the White Man. Uh-uh. social integration and we feel that is half head exactly because we do not believe <laughs> in being with the white man um we you know some black women have gone that route um but you know we strongly have strong feelings about not going that route so you know that's also why that title implied but um my notes on that was i had mentioned i misspoke i had said that when a black man decides to be when he wants to play around he should play with concubine woman and I didn't mean to say concubine I meant to say gentile and gentile woman from what I understand it to be is just all women of other races outside of the negro black Hebrew woman so when a black man is ready to have a family I I strongly feel that he should do it with a black woman, but when he want to play around and he he don't know what he want and he's not on the family tip, that's when he should explore other women, but not a sister. I mean, and concubine women, if you will, because them was the hoes. <laughs> so be the hoes of the Gentiles. Be the you know? the hoes of the Gentiles or the hoes of the Negro race, I guess. So wow, yeah, that's true. But change. you know what? I believe in that. I feel like that's when. That's how we get so many biracial children because men slip up. They made their tensions may be to be with a black woman. So they feel, let me go play with all of these other women. And then they get caught up out there. And that's why I said, and wrap that shit up too. Cause don't be giving her your seed. Don't be around here planting seeds and shit. Just, you know, get your little rocks off in the trash can or something. <laughs> There's ways. Listen, we know how to have safe sex around here. <laughs> And um, but act like y'all went through classes and they act like there's condoms in every fucking store in America. That is true. They should be smarter than that. But we can't talk about them. We won't talk about us. We did say um, in episode seven that we were going. You said we want to find a quote, another quote in regards to the black man and how he should stick um, with the black woman. And I did find a quote, um, Dr. John Henry Clark. He has stated in one of his lectures, and he's like a master teacher. He was a part of the whole Harlem Renaissance and just being a, a scholar and, and free thinker, um, not during the prime of the Harlem Renaissance, but towards the end of it. And in any event, he has um, done a lot of, he's, he's dedicated a lot of his life into re, um, studying our history and rewriting the books that say that we came from um, just a civilization of apes. So he said that when the black man decides to be with the white woman, that he should stay with them. He should no longer be a part of the black family or the black race. Mm. Mm. So let me ask you this, because I've had this conversation with a number of females about black men dating white women and leaving the black woman. And one woman came from the perspective of maybe the black man is choosing to build a family with a white woman so that their children could avoid the burden that they had to go through when they were children and the scrutiny of being black now that you are mixed with something else. 
Yeah, but that's kind of have. I don't agree with that because as soon as you have a bit of drop of black in you, you're black. You are still treated like that black mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So fair skin and all, they know they people and they know it. It ain't you. Yeah, and I to, agree. And to add on to that, I think you actually set those children up to have more confusion. Honestly, because they don't feel they connect to any side and I can identify and identify mm-hmm. they can't they don't know they don't know how to fight for you know black rights because they also have a white part of them that they in in the white race is not accepting them whole because they have the black in them so i think you create confused children and if we take it back to nature if the cheetah fuck a lion that offspring is gonna be fucked up what mm-hmm. where are they gonna go <laughs> listen it's gonna have Spots on some part of it, they don't even know how to listen, they don't even know what to a do. A cheetah live a, his life totally different from a lion, you know. I think nature shows us how we're supposed to live and be, and we just keep going against it. So, I'm 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 very for segregation, um, yes, very much for it. I think- and I agree with um, Dr. Clark. Listen, if you want to carry your ass over there, stay the fuck over there because now you use trader. And no, 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 just stay the fuck over Once here. you pick a side, we coming here. back over here trying to fellowship. Yeah, Mm-mm. pick a side, pick a side and stick to it. So that that was it for my. I mean, unless I have anything to share, that was it for my notes for episode seven. Now that Kahawia gave me some um, stipulations. <laughs> yes, and you listen because you the queen of stipulations. I got. I'm glad I can have my own. <laughs> Listen, I've read a portion of her book that you gifted me, sis, and I can see in situations where her points are valid. There are a lot of situations where her points are a bit outdated and some that I feel just don't apply at all. But for the most part, I can see that she's coming from a standpoint and a time and a period in life where that just doesn't apply at this time. For example, give me an example before we go to episode eight. The man being a leader in the household <laughs> and submitting to him. Okay? <laughs> Number one. Number one. Strawberry, we just agreed okay. that if the man was qualified to be the leader, we would submit to his but authority. But at the same time, in that statement, this is a new world woman. We still don't have that. We still, I personally feel that that is not our birthright. Because remember, we come out of a, we're coming out of trauma. We're coming out of pain. We are re-identifying who we are. We're not supposed to be the leader of the family. We only became the leader because something went wrong with the black man. If he get it together, ain't he supposed to reclaim his crown and his authority? But what about the woman that wants to be a leader? I honestly don't think the woman want to be the leader. Am what? I, I don't. I think. We, well, this is why I said that. You know, if the queen is, you know, leading alongside him, but not leading to surpass him, that's a whole different. Or thing. leading him, because you can lead, but you ain't gonna tell mm-hmm. him what to do. That's the thing, because we tell our brothers what to do. You, if you don't do this, you gotta go. And she's saying that at mentality don't work. So we okay. gotta set that up. So what's the fine line between setting boundaries for yourself and what you're gonna tolerate with a man and being leading 
alongside with him? What's the fine line between that? Finding somebody that you can agree with. So it's not just you um, being with a black man, any black man, be with one that you can agree with. So if you and your black man have certain things that you guys agree on, on how situations are going to be handled, what matters is that he has the final word. So even if he is in agreement to you taking the lead on certain things, that's still him leading, making the decision to do that. Right. Exactly. But if he is saying, this is what we're going to do and you don't see yourself doing anything damn near like that, that either needs to be a conversation or that may not be the black man for you. Okay. And we, 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 we identify, we went through the phases of like train, untrained and boy. So like that trained man, that man, he don't exist because we ain't trained according to Sister Sharazad in doing everything right as what she's perceives to be right in regards to how we treat the black man in general. Um, so the untrained man or the boy, I think you're speaking on Strawberry is when it's like, how can you submit and obey to someone that's not leading correctly? Mm-hmm. We're removing mm-hmm. the ones, we're speaking on him at his best, not okay. at his worst. Okay. Because so I'll keep that him. in mind. Yeah, we didn't read pot. we didn't read the green book yet. This book so far is all about how we can improve as sisters. As okay. Women, not about and you know what, Strawberry? I had to keep that in mind <laughs> for most of our okay. show. Okay. <laughs> like we at episode what 19? I think I finally got that we not talking about the untrained man. Okay. And like at episode 17. <laughs> okay. Even with that in mind, <laughs> my, I still stand by my statements with the mature man can still feel he wants more than one woman, but I don't want to share. The mature man could be the leader, but I still should have some say. So the mature man. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I agree with all of that. And we even said, like, in a recent um, episode, um, Kiva was saying, she's like, well, you know, I hope that I don't ever have to be in a situation where I have to share my man. But if it comes to that, you know, then, I mean... It'll just be what it is. So we're not actively seeking somebody to actively seek a second mm-hmm. wife. It's just that if it comes to that and the situation, you know, is appropriate, then all right. I mean, if it has to be, then whatever. But I'm not going out handing out flyers. I'm looking for a right. second wife. Hey, listen, like you. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, there could be a lot of benefits to having multiple women in a household. If we decide, Mm -hmm. if if the man is coming from a place where he's just not trying to get a sexual pleasure out of having multiple Mm -hmm. women, Mm -hmm. but he's looking for a well-rounded household. Shit, it's times where I don't want to do things that I know I'm supposed (laughs) to do with my man, but I'm going to do it because I don't want to lose my man. Mm -hmm. If it was another woman to pick up that slack, well, shoot. Exactly, girl. By all yeah. means, because this on exactly cool. Exactly, there's a lot of benefits to it. You cook, I clean. You do the dishes, I shop for groceries. You you bear the children, I keep my body right. You know, <laughs> it could be that give and take. It, it, no, it's totally. a huge benefit because there are some women who want to be mothers but don't want to carry a baby. Mm-hmm. There are some women who are motherly mm-hmm. but are not mothers. Yeah, and so, and. That's- Mm-hmm. that's beautiful yeah so it's a it's a huge benefit to having more than one woman in a household with a mature man but 
And and that's the key point that I think Sister Sharazad is trying to share with us that our black man currently he has more than one woman. But we we, mm-hmm. we women ourselves are not maturing the relationship. We we want to you know he's not doing his part. Granted, we're going to get to his part in the green book. But in regards to what our expectations are in our work. We show up as the other woman just for sexual pleasures mm-hmm. versus demanding that mm-hmm. respect and that, you know, to be known in his world with all capacity. So since the Shavazad is just sharing with us that we could have a great life in this way if we mature it because we're operating on such an immature level. So I, I love how you broke that down, Strawberry. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So we're on episode eight. Um, you said you didn't have anything, sister? No, I have some points for the episode So real eight. quick, episode eight is um, titled Disrespect Galore. And that's when we talk about chapter six, which is entitled Communications. Okay. So I did want to, I guess, clarify or further explain when I said I ain't finna be Shirley to no Barbara. <laughs> well, <laughs> I ain't finna be Shirley. You ain't finna been Barbara for nobody for, for Barbara right. to come around. <laughs> yes. So when I said that, some of our listeners, I mean, I'm looking at the statistics. Some of our listeners is in the early 20s. They don't know who the hell Barbara yeah. and Shirley is. So woman's a woman. Listen, and I'm not gonna sing the song, <laughs> but basically So for that time, this is a Brandy versus Monica situation. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Listen, they may not even know who they are. Listen, you already know this later generation. They don't know nothing okay. about nothing. Okay? I don't know who that is um, or who they referring to. But um, yeah, so I'm not going to be calling up no woman talking about I pay for this and I pay for that and this is my man them them clothes on his back I buy him and all of this and this that and the third you know no no we not going through all of that I'm not doing all of that for for somebody that's untrained and going around and got a motherfucking Shirley in the first place or got a barber I ain't finna be sure right. to nobody so I did just wanna reiterate where that came from that came from the song woman to woman by shirley murdoch so y'all been gone and, <laughs> and two kiva you had mentioned that anytime your black man speaks down to himself he owe you a dollar so my question is how much do you have today and he ain't paying me yet mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was collecting your money on time. I said I was. I said I was. So um, in case you guys don't know, and this may be just for strawberry to know too, um, my black man, he tends to downplay himself a lot. Like when we talk about different topics and we talk a lot, which I appreciate, he's very open about his feelings and his wrongdoings and his aspirations. Like we, we really go in. And he tends to, after he sum up from what he says, he'll be like, oh, I don't know nothing. Or that was dumb. Or maybe that was foolish to say. And I'm like, stop downplaying yourself. Like, your thoughts is, is on point. Like, I actually agreed with you. And you just made it seem like it wasn't important. So when he had those moments, I say, you owe a dollar. Okay. And he upped, an, up, he upped it on me now where, you know, I didn't know that 
I don't take accountability for when I make a mistake. I always shift the blame. So he like, well, shit, I have a dollar jar hmm. for every time. You can't just admit that she was wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't know hmm. how much I owe him. Um, he don't tally it up like I do, but... <laughs> Look, it might balance itself out. You, you might be in the Listen, community. now, would sister agree with that? You tallying up his $24 and he don't even have a knowledge of how much you owe him. See, the black woman want to keep a tally. Which is in one of the chapters that we shouldn't do. <laughs> we should not keep a tally for every time our black man do that wrong. That is true. That is true. And I'm getting better. Look, knowing to do better knowing that you need to do better doesn't mean you know how so i'm trying to figure out how to do better and listen and add to that statement knowing you need to do better is doing better because you get you gotta you gotta admit you got a problem before you can start trying to solve the problem which is true and i didn't mm. ag- really? and, I, and you know what i didn't realize that i didn't take accountability um, to that effect and so he brought it to me that way because I've been told that in other ways but I didn't pay attention to it but he definitely calls me out on it so yeah because it take that black man to put that black woman in check <laughs> now the black boy can't do it <laughs> if only speaking on what we just said we're going... <laughs> yes so that was it I didn't really have any notes for um episode 8 at, at outside of um, we had mentioned that some of our sisters, they go so hard to get a um, get attention from black men um, that they, you know, they they fabricate stories just so they can get that attention. And I said that when they do that, that they do that in a silent way. And I misspoke. I meant to say that's a manipulative manipulative way. So if you trying to get information from your man, but you straight lying to him just so you can get. Whatever information you're looking for, that's being manipulative. And mm-hmm. I wanted to correct myself because I said that was being silent. Like, and I guess that was like a, a slang way of saying you're going about it in a different way. But yeah. So that was okay. it for episode eight. I don't know if y'all want to add on to that, but that was it for episode eight for me. I would agree with that. I believe women start to create a whole different character than who they are when they're trying to get a particular man that by the time they get them, and he doesn't leave, he do them dirty and they realize he's not the man for them. They are completely lost in who they really are because they've created a whole new character just to please this man. Mm. And they get so detached from who they really are that when it's time for that man to move on, cause he done did her so dirty. Now she's completely lost. That's why a lot of women, I'm low. I don't know what to do without him. I don't know what to do without my man. I'm so lost. Yeah, bitch, because you done became a whole different version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you, you a brand new person mm-hmm. and you don't even know who that is. <laughs> exactly. So women recreate themselves every time they get into a relationship when they don't know they, their worth, their worth and their value because they just shopping for a man. Now I love that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So I'm because you brought it a whole to a whole new paradigm cuz that's not where we was going with it. I'm going to tell you exactly where we went with that and then you can share um how you think about that. So when when we mentioned about the um the black women 
um, fabricating stories. It was more so on the line when she sets up her man, for example, she'll create, um, Kahavi and I was talking about sisters who they'll create a whole date or a scene for their man to meet a, a girlfriend of theirs to see if he's interested in her. Uh. And she, he, you know, we've shared stories of the man actually taking the bait. Uh-huh. And, and messing up completely. Uh-huh. And Sister Sharazar said that we shouldn't even play that game at all. So that's where that came from. Yeah, absolutely not. Because it's, it's bait and switch. If you putting it out there, I'm going to take it. Then you mad because I took it? You put it out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That's why I hate the, f- the, the phrase, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Because what am I supposed to do with the cake if I got it? <laughs> I hate that phrase. It burns me up because I'm going to eat this cake. You gave it to me. It's mine. Now you want to play with me, girl? You want to post your friend up in my face and act like this is that and this is that? At the end of the day, for those type of situations, I feel like those are situations that women put men in because they don't know they man that they with. Mm. and you gotta take mm. the time yeah you gotta take the time that... and know the man that you getting with because regardless of what I put in front of my man I should know that he ain't gonna jump to that cause I know mm. what he is and who he is and what he like and what he don't like even if I give him what he like he getting what he like from me so he ain't gonna take it from you Yeah, but that also mm-hmm. comes with a mature woman and knowing who she is knowing her value knowing her worth when these women out here, like I said, they just out here trying to become who they want. They think a man wants them to be versus being who they are and letting a man gravitate towards them. And actually, and, and I, I love that you broke mm-hmm. that down because to break it down further than what you're saying, you pretty much saying you got girls, you have women that's operating as girls. They mm-hmm. have age to be a woman, but their maturity level, yeah. is they operating as girls. Mm-hmm. Honey, they still in high school. They letting love and hip hop. Even more so than that, even with mature women, you know, a lot of women have been in relationships and situations that has forced them to become adults, but they're still child children in the mind. A woman will know how to navigate her life, get a good job, find an apartment, clean up, cook for herself. But is she mature enough to handle a man? Is she mature enough to handle mm. situations that involve communicating well and involve uh, dealing with conflict and involve agreeing to disagree? Yeah, you could go out there and find a job for yourself. Yeah, you could go out there and make yourself look pretty and package yourself up like real beautiful gift. But what about in the inside? Like, yeah, you're a woman because you're 30, you're 35, you've been through this, this, that, and the third. But how did you handle going through that? Mm-hmm. You're still a child in the inside because your daddy ain't love you right or your mom ain't treat mm-hmm. you right. So women gotta they is it's more that women gotta do too. I hundred I agree a hundred percent that women do have to mature just as much as we want our men to mature. Yeah. And that's where that sisterhood comes into play. Sisters that's mm-hmm. you need a sisterhood Yeah. Not a sisterhood that's gonna agree with you. Not at all. That's gonna tell you what you don't wanna hear. Not that's gonna at make all. you it's gonna make you cry and make mm-hmm. you feel like you ain't shit because right. that's, that's when you grow. Yeah. And if you got friends in, in your circle that you confine in as your sisterhood, and y'all just always happy go lucky and just party and chilling, 
you that immature woman we talking about. Mm-hmm. And you should check mm-hmm. in on yourself as to why life is not going in the direction you want because you haven't decided to level up. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking on this as this was me. I was that woman. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I managed to um, remove the girl out of me because I've had women like, such as on this platform and other sisters that I confined in that told me the things that I didn't want to hear. It made me grow and face myself. Mm-hmm. So it's important, ladies, to, to, to get that sisterhood and, and and get a good one if you don't have one. Yes, girl. And don't be out here breaking bonds with people that tell you yeah. something that you ain't want to hear. That's going to be good for you, right. you know, in the long run. Own your shit. Face your shit. And then thank your sister, hug your mm-hmm. sister, and y'all move the fuck on. It's going to be a time where you're going to have to be that sister, too. So even if you're in a situation where you have to be the sister to to say something to your sister, don't be on some, oh, well, I right. don't know how she's going to take right. it. Say that shit. Do you love your sister? Are yep. you your sister's keeper? You know what I always... Be that. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to my phrase and my, my thinking behind that is that at some point in life, somebody going to tell me about myself. Do I want to hear from somebody I love or do I want to hear from a stranger? Mm. It's better to mm. hear from somebody you love because you know they coming to you with pure love and the intent is to make you a better person. Appearing that from a perfect stranger, you may not receive it the right way. You may be mm-hmm. like, you don't fucking know me. How you telling me about such and such and such? And move on. Whereas if this is a person that mm-hmm. loves you, have seen you grow, go through trials and tribulations, there's testament to your relationship with this particular female or family member, you know they coming from a pure place. Mm-hmm. So That's- you will want to hear from them versus a stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That family relationships, and that mm-hmm. brings us to episode nine, because that was the title of chapter seven, family relationships. We called episode nine, secrets, lies, and chaos. Mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. do you have any notes, um, Kahana? Okay. I did. So I mentioned on that episode that I deep conditioned my hair for two weeks, <laughs> and I did want to... <laughs> just share a little bit more about that so i will deep condition my hair up to two weeks and the reason i do it my hair is thick as fuck my hair is really thick my hair is past my bra strap and i told y'all i don't do hair so i don't know what to do with it a lot of the time so when i deep condition it for that long it makes it more manageable for me and my hair is also dry so that seems to be the only time that i can retain moisture and what I do, I use my favorite conditioner. I have my coconut oil, my grapeseed oil, peppermint oil. I have a whole bunch of different kind of oils all in there, just moisturizing themselves at a time. Sometimes I'll throw in a little avocado, and I'll just do it. Now, if I put an avocado or any other kind of food in my hair, it's perishable, so I won't leave it in for two weeks. I'll leave it in for maybe like four days. But I do and will deep condition my hair and this is all before i even wash it so this is like a precondition this is a pre-poop what are you doing yeah. wait That's you deep condition your hair for two weeks so what what how mm-hmm. is your hair when you go out you don't go out am i seeing so the conditioner is sitting in Girl, your hair is what so... you're saying okay yeah so it's sitting in my hair and i'll have my hair in twists 
and then when I go to work, I just, you know, I'll pin my mm-hmm. twist back into a ponytail, or, you know, so that I For look work. presentable Okay. when I leave the house, but my hair still okay. doing its own thing. So I did just want it because I know somebody two weeks, girl, hell. But yes, sometimes it be, I would say up to two weeks. Sometimes it's like eight days. Sometimes it's five days. It just really depends on if I feel like doing my hair that day. Because again, for me, it's a lot to do my hair. It, 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 it takes too long. And I'm not accustomed mm-hmm. to having to do my own hair. Because I've had sisters and cousins okay. who did my hair for me. Then when I got grown and moved away from my village, <laughs> I have to do it myself. So this is this got is it. Okay, no, I only have two um, points for episode nine. I had mentioned um, that well, we had both mentioned that we need to leave people where they at, and we just kept saying that over and over. But I felt like that should be clarified as to what that means. So according to Sister Sharazad Ali's teachings, she's saying that if you see somebody that's down and out and they can't find a you know a, a job and they just have a hard time with living, women need to remove themselves of trying to get that brother a shirt and try to help him get better. He needs to get himself out the out the gutter. So or and and I can even be a sister too. If somebody is so down and out. If there is a, a portion of volunteering, but in regards to choosing someone to be in a relationship with you, that's not the person. That's- right. Don't take that person home and say, this going to be my man and I'm going to fix him up and I'm going to get him back right for society and I'm going to do all of this and I'm going to love on him and do all of that. No, no, no. That's not. Nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Now, if y'all already together, and life happens to where there's some struggle, um, okay, then you can help rebuild whatever. But if you meet that man in a broke down state, that ain't your man. Uh-huh. Keep moving. Yeah, so that was it for that. Um, I don't know, Strawberry, if you want to mention anything on that one. The chapter was Lies, Deceit, and what? Communication? So the um, <laughs> chapter of chapter nine, we had as um, we we called we called our episode nine secrets, lies, and chaos, okay. and it was based on chapter seven um, of the Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. The chapter is called Family Relationships. Okay, got it. So um, yeah, so that was one that was one I wanted to clarify, and then also. Um, Kahawia, she mentioned that we had listeners from Oregon and I had decided, I said, well, you know what, let me look up Oregon. Cause that's, you know, I don't know nothing about no Oregon. I was happy to hear that we have listeners from there. It was surprising to find out this is like, did you know moment? Did you know that Oregon was a white state only? And, um, up until 2002, um, they finally removed that constitutional um right wow. for, for that state so prior hmm. to 2002 they had it in their in their laws in oregon that it was only supposed to be a white state which is why there's not a strong there are blacks in oregon but not many wow so hmm. 
I didn't know that, but that yeah, is not surprising. So That's sad to think that they have been missing out on a culture that basically oh. provides so much for people to live in this world. Well, blacks are there. <laughs> they, they, they. You said they're there, but they, they obviously ain't the black blacks. But no. up until well, they're the black blacks, but they're not respected, right? And they, they're fighting for every. You know, they're not recognized within okay. the state. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But there's a small population of them. Yeah. And there's a sister. Um, I'm going to butcher her name. I'm sorry, sis, if you hear this. But um, Walida Amarisha. Um, she's a public scholar, spoken word artist, artist educator, and writer. She um, brought to light um, in sharing that this ex- actually existed because many people didn't even realize why they couldn't get property in Oregon is because of that law. Wow. That was supposed to be white state owned. Mm. So, yeah. I am curious to know what type of black people are there because what I mean by they ain't black black is they probably don't even know Honey, their, I was thinking that. Gen- like, what, what the they're hell? capable of. Like, are they true to their culture? Are they true, true to being a black person living in a state where they didn't allow black people to come? Did you can conform to being a white person that looks black because that'll be even worse than you being there and hiding if you are black and I'm almost curious if this is something that's basically new so up until 2002 did in some parts of Oregon well they, they just had from what it was described when Oregon was created to state itself they clearly set, stated in their constitution that it is solely for whites because, you know, during the time of um, the emancipation, they didn't want blacks to be freed and to come into their state. So wow. they put it in their constitution that they only wanted this state to be for whites. But blacks live there. And um, until, that- until mm. 2002, which wasn't that long ago. Um, right, that's what I'm saying. And even as black folk, going back to what Shopeberry was saying, I was thinking what kind of black folks is there because how do right. you even want to be in no, the she's, you, that don't want to be correct that's something that we can kind of you know figure out a, can you right. imagine if black people had one state where only black people can live there do you know think about this do you know how many white people would be trying to get there yeah because of the culture Mm -hmm. because of what we add the value we add to life if all the black people went to one fucking state but remember we had that we would but i'm just saying imagine if we had that exclusivity that would be our fucking wakanda yeah well you understand the education and the type of the way we would thrive in a place where we know we could be our authentic self nobody would steal our ideas everything would be it would be wouldn't be no america pure heaven of course there would be you know little tits and tats that go on with people arguing Mm -hmm. but black people bring so much culture and and it's just at a level unmeasurable to the world itself that if we, they condensed us to one state, yeah, that but, would be our Wakanda. But just as a reminder, because we, we tend to speak on ourselves based on after slavery. Remember, we owned and controlled the world prior to slavery. People don't yeah. remember that, so we got to talk from a point of no, this I'm saying, state I'm now. Saying, 
I'm not exactly. People don't remember, but I just wanted to bring that key factor because a lot of because it was like that. Yeah, it was like that for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. They only had us down, down and out for four hundred, and we mm-hmm. rise out of it. So you know, we although we see ourselves in a defeated stage because I think we're just so fed up because us ladies that's doing this podcast we got ourselves in a situation where we're doing good so when Mm -hmm. we see our people not doing well it's like come on now right it together but if you look at the totality we're still a mighty race because Mm -hmm. we've been able to come out of something that no other culture has ever gone through and we did rule for more more years than any other culture has it's just that we are living the experience on the on the other side (laughs) we're not living the experience of royalty we live in the experience of still being victims of white supremacy racism and trying to reclaim our throne and our dignity so Mm -hmm. it's true but that 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 world you just described it would be beautiful it would be um but unfortunately we Mm -hmm. still are underneath the kingdom and i would have some stipulations too I would need the black folk that's proud to be black folk and not the black folk that's over here being <laughs> But you know what? The graham crackers wouldn't them, even want to come there. That's true. Because they would be like, oh my God, they too black. Over there. That's true. <laughs> Just like the people that... That's true, but don't be trying to come <laughs> 10 years later. Now you see us thriving and now all of a sudden you... Nope, nope. And they would be, be wanting to come, come to steal. I, I don't believe we should segregate from our own. <laughs> but there should be some initiation. <laughs> You need to be able to pass to get up in tests. here. <laughs> you need to be able. Yes. Listen. So let's talk about passing mm-hmm. that test because on episode 10, we said, give me the loot or get the boot. From the just, black man? This That okay. was what we titled the podcast episode 7. Okay. And from the black man's guide to understanding the black woman, um, we talked about the following chapter um, about money. So... I had I don't know did you have any any notes? I didn't. Okay. I don't have any so, notes for that one. Because I little uh, girl, I said what I, I said. I said so. what I said. <laughs> so I only had one note, and it was, I guess. I mean, I guess it won't be wouldn't be a note because you've been telling me stop um, re- reiterating. No, go ahead, share your note. I ain't gonna. <laughs> oh. So I have put that, you know, we tend to judge our man by his ability to have money. Mm-hmm. When he has money, he's the man. When he's broke, we kick the crown off the head. Mm-hmm. And in the world that we live in, some of our brothers are going to hit a drought period more than once, mm-hmm. more than twice. Well, who knows? Um, I just made mention of that is how do we treat that according to Sister Sherazad Ali, she says that regardless of his ability to provide financially, we still should raise him up to that high stand status of a black man, obeying him, respecting him, if he can contribute to other, um, uh, in other ways in the relationship. So I don't know what y'all think on that. I agree. I guess my thing is we'll have to figure out what happens in that green book because there are a lot of times when the black man shows up that way so if he has money he feels good he tends to move more confidently he tends to be in higher spirits when he don't have no money he don't feel that good he go into this depressing stage he just kind of oh i don't know what to do i don't know how to make a decision so as a bum he kind of treats himself 
Right. So it's like what we I would to say do that? that I personally agree with that statement now in 2020 because of my own personal experience, which you ladies know more about. But prior to that, I'll say prior to 2018, maybe 2019. So this is a new behavior that I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because prior to that, I definitely was that woman. Or let me not even say woman because you got to mature as you go on. But I was that girl who thought, if you ain't got the chicken, what you you ain't got the bread, what you what? What? <laughs> What's your name? What's my number? You How better beat it, Buster. I was that girl. But when you break as a woman, you have to to understand that concept that you still can uplift a man if he doesn't bring things to the table financially. You have to understand that you have to break down those concepts of gender roles and Gender, gender, I said gender, gender roles. When you put a man in a certain box that he can only provide if he's bringing something to the table financially, then you cut them off of the other qualities that they have as a man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or could bring to the table as mm-hmm. a man. That's be- exactly. And, and, and that's a reminder to our listeners again. That you know, if especially the sisters that got our brothers on child support, and Kahawi and I mentioned that we didn't agree with child support, um, in the respect of it being um systematic, it should be something that we control within the household and not go through the courts and all of that. But if the brother can provide time and take the child out and be able to spend, you know, mm-hmm. t- to build the child with his emotions and his being and his psyche, that is still work. That is money. That is still worthy to be invested in and allow that man to pursue that. If he can't financially provide, he still should be able to have that time with that child. So, yeah, that's where I was coming from with that. And that was my only note. And his presence is still, you know, very much needed. That masculine energy is needed, most definitely. So we are at the final episode, which is episode 11. And we called episode 11, Clean Up Woman which is based on chapter nine, um, entitled housekeeping. Did you have any notes on that, sis? Mm-hmm. So I had I one note <laughs> and it was related to housekeeping. And it was a question, <laughs> uh, which is which, which level of thought do we have in, in practice in regards to family relationships? Because some people are all about their family. And um, some of us is all about tribes. You know, we care not only about the family in our home, but we care about the our next door neighbor. Then some of us think about the whole nation in total. So it's a reminder of us to, you know, think about what our level of thought is when we talk about our family or just trying to do better as, as women. Are we trying to really just fix our home within our family or are we constantly thinking about our nation? So I think about all three within, you know, different respects, though. So it's like, yes, my home is going to take priority and I want my home to get together so that we can raise better children who are going to go out into this society. And I want our village to function together and I eventually, you know, want the nation to grow. So 
I think about it in the sense of a domino effect. If you do one, the other one is, you know, are going to follow. I would agree with that 100%. I can't pour into somebody else unless I have myself together. So I have to start with myself, my household, my family, make sure I'm producing good people to go out there and then feed on you know pour out that energy to make other people Mm -hmm. better because we come into contact with people and they end up making us better people and they were only in our life for a season because of a certain reason and then they go on and do whatever else that they are doing Mm -hmm. but how can I be that Mm -hmm. that book for you to read and get information from if I don't even have the information myself so I think it starts with yourself and your household your your family your tribe your village and then as you interact and impact somebody in your family that person is then going to impact somebody in their tribe and their family and then that person and it starts it's a seed mm-hmm. I love that you brought it there because when you mm-hmm. while you were speaking it made me think of because um, Kahawia, she always remind me to repurpose people. Some people in your life, you may see them as a season. I'll bring it to also with the analogy of bringing it as they can just be the leaf. You know, mm-hmm. it, they come and go and then you have your branches that's stronger and then you have your trees. Mm-hmm. So, and just so y'all know, sisters, y'all are my trees. Oh. So, yeah. But yeah, that was it for my yeah, episode yeah. 11 housekeeping. Um, If y'all don't have anything else to add, um, that's it for me. Listen, this was a very informative conversation. No, I, I enjoyed it no... to the max. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad you invited I'm glad me. to have you on. And this episode went a lot better <laughs> than, you know, not a lot better, but it, it went a lot, you know, more smoother than I anticipated. I thought it was <laughs> I have a lot of disagreements, <laughs> but <laughs> it's worked out yeah. fairly well. <laughs> you and disagreements, yeah, is good too, definitely. You know? mm-hmm. no People can agree to disagree, or you can formulate a whole new opinion from what you originally thought through a disagreement. So mm-hmm. you know it works. Yes. So strawberry exactly. special, please. We will be inviting you again to our show. Yes, um, I can't wait. We appreciate. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for that green book because I got the green book. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you about Sister Strawberry. So I had, I had. She's a part of my sisterhood, which is a group of four women who I love dearly. We met in college, and we decided that our sisterhood is valid because we had a huge blow up, and we was able to talk about that blow up among each other and still maintain our relationship. And for us to be so raw and real with each other, we realized, yo, this is unique. Like, <laughs> we're not experiencing this outside of us. Mm-hmm. So when uh, we had, we met up over uh, within a year and I had given them the yellow book. I gave two of my sisters in our sister circle the yellow book. That was Sister Strawberry that's on the line and Sister Selena. And they looked no. at that book. I got the so, green book, I think. No, but remember, I showed you. Oh, right, 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 right. I showed her the yellow book. She Both of them opened up that book. <laughs> read a few lines it was like no I'm upset what like girl bye <laughs> she said what <laughs> please so I took those two yellow books 
gave them the green books and then gave the other two girls the the yellow books and they weren't too happy with them either but um yeah uh sisters brother i appreciate you for <laughs> for your role well, and your realness in my life because that is so needed and i appreciate it yes you got you listen that's what i'm here for listen i ain't gonna hold you because when kiva first gave it to me i was like girl i mean this that's a whole hold up this some of the things in this, there are mm-hmm. very like nope. oh shit that's kind of true i don't like that you said it but that's true <laughs> Mm-hmm. and you need that you need that in life because like right. you said we can't have yes people around mm-hmm. us all the time but at the end of the day what what people got to realize is when they hear certain information you got to be in the right space to receive it for you to learn that is true so some of that shit she's saying in that book we ain't mm-hmm. ready to receive that just yet <laughs> and if so and if so we don't need to get it all in one kind con- <laughs> A, a 200 page book like damn sis break it up for me yeah and i don't mean by chapters i mean by books like <laughs> give it to me in pieces because you're not about to break me like this and tell me i need to be rebirthed <laughs> but it's an eye-opener like i said some of the things are, are outdated some of them really apply some of them make sense and even the things that are outdated it could be there's truth in it but mm-hmm. i also think that she wrote that from a point in a time frame and a lifestyle and a surrounded by a different type of man and what we dealing with in 2020 child mm-hmm. i would be interested to see what type of book she would write now mm-hmm. i would be interested to see what her perspective not that i think yeah. she would completely change because based off of what i have read I don't think that she would, her views and ideas would change 100%, but I think that she would alter certain perspectives with the type of man that we got right now. Mm-hmm. Possibly, possibly. But remember, in, in regards to Sister Sharazad, she only speak when our man at his best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, she would alter it if she was going to rate him and give him what he is deserving of based on his best but you know what's sad about that i don't want to say i'll say sad for lack of better words that would be us getting the perfect man and nobody is perfect not i I wouldn't say a perfect man but a productive and conscious man because a lot of our brothers ain't working and and, they not conscious and productive right but that's a lot for certain men but you know the percentage of men that's productive and active and mentally sane and physically you know that that that's expecting something that i feel like in in just looking at the cover of it Mm -hmm. not digging deep you telling me that there's a possibility of me getting a man at his best what sign me up well so that's the thing she (laughs) she does have a disclaimer um well i think it's a disclaimer because she did say so i think the whole purpose is how we are deciding to you know to take a start in doing the work so that we can eventually get there as a nation she does say in this book that this may not happen in our generation it may not happen for a few hundred years but we still have to start while we gotta raise our daughters to do things differently we gotta raise our sons to treat women differently we have to yeah so that when my son have his son then now we in a generation mm-hmm. where we get men at their best. Because men, men don't get 
Yeah, yeah, we right. not. So you and I because, may not. And, and get not that, that that's a bad but... thing because a man's not going <laughs> to get it all the time either. We got to get together or to right learn now. some things. Or right, right now, right. You may eventually get to your best with each other, but mm-hmm. from jump, woo. Yeah. Right. I ain't at mm-hmm. my best. Because I ain't at my, my best. Man ain't now, me I at his best. I ain't get him at his best, but I love him. And I think that's the beauty of it. She's reminding us is that mm-hmm. we are not at our best. Because we're such a prideful people, even at our worst, we still make it our best where everybody follow us at our Right. Worst. Because I know I ain't at my best, but let me walk out that door. They going to think I'm Beyonce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So she's just raising the stakes mm-hmm. for us. Like, come on, sisters. We, how you been living, it can be even so much better than that. Let's let's get it together. And, and let's at least attempt to try to get it together so our baby girls can grow up in the life of knowing how to do right instead of trying to figure it out in the adult age, which we're doing now. Ooh, this was informative. Yes. So we appreciate you, sister. Please don't be a stranger to K&K Podcast because we will be calling on you again. I will be available. Yes. <laughs> so if that's it, later, yeah. y'all. Good night, ladies. Good night. Here. You need some time, watch what you feel Make sure you know the difference from your wants and needs you like your free, so why not me? Just afraid of what's beyond the world we see. Knowledge is free, wisdom takes time. I got a lot of things that cloud up in my mind. No time to hide, let go of pride. If you peel away, just might heal what's inside. I've fallen high, I've fallen low I get back up and keep it going Got that soul, there is no flow Only see sky I'm resilient and they cannot figure why, why, why See, it's hard to believe that a spirit so bright Can be filled with a cup full of pain My sleep close to the edge, shed the tears in the night Use the pain as a ship set of chains There's no name for the space in the mind That feels weak when for help, they all call your name Smoke some herb, have a drink, scream and shout We might do, but to feel that would be insane How about we change, tired of saying Not quite liberated from those mental chains I know your pain, walked in that lane the steps and expect things to change We fallin' high, we fallin' low We get back up and keep it going Got that soul, there is no flow Only see sky You're resilient and they cannot figure why, why, why Lose, lose all faith and fear Down, stand tall and
Your natural flow, just go. 